Welcome to Helpful Social Work. Social work has the power to change people's lives for the better. This podcast aims to help you learn, think and act with integrity so that people who need social work get help that will transform their lives. I'm Jo. And I'm Jerry. Each series of Helpful Social Work, we've done a review of the year, looking at what's happened during the period of the podcast series. And that usually happens in March because our podcast series run from April to March the year after. Uh, this March, we finished series six, but we didn't manage to fit in the review of the year. And interestingly, the reason for this was because of things that we're going to be talking about now, kind of big things that are happening this year. We both needed to take a break to manage work and life demands that are coming out of pandemic um, and, and arising from the pressures on social work. And also, uh, I had a couple of months in Ireland, having gone over to Poland to meet some friends from Ukraine, um, waiting for the um, the visas to come through on the sponsorship scheme to bring my friends over to the UK. So it's been a bit of a strange year um, and we're a bit late coming to the to the review. Yeah, and, and it has been a, a strange year, a recovery year perhaps, but then there's been different traumas that have come out. And so we're just going to kind of take you through um, our, our view, our angle of the year. Um, so here we are now in August, and we're going to be looking about 16 months of what has happened in social work. Last March, we were saying, yeah, wouldn't it be great to have some stability? Um, but I think it is fair to say that that hasn't really happened. Um, but we're going to start off by thinking about what's happened for helpful social work and then we'll come into the kind of the context. Um, so we've done um, over the last 16 months, we did this series six. Uh, it's hard to believe that we we got to series six um, and that was on the Equality Act. So we spent um, podcasts looking at each of the uh, protected characteristics of the Equality Act in um, the UK and thinking about what that meant for social work practice and how we can support people and work with people with the characteristics and also trying within that to take um, an intersectional approach and think about how those characteristics overlap and how people's experiences and the, the way that they're treated and the way that our society works affects people across all of aspects of their identity. Um, and that was quite a challenging series. Um, as I said, we took a break from April through to now. Um, we've got over 130,000 listens on the podcast now. And actually, one of the things that's amazing is that uh, we haven't put out new content for a few months, but people are still listening, still getting around 900 listens a month. And that's just wonderful that people are either yeah. finding the podcast or going back to it or picking up things. Um, in terms of our listeners, uh, we've, we're really global and it's really lovely to see. So hello to everyone from all the different parts of the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're around 60% UK listeners, 30% in the US, and then 10% other countries, and 127 other countries altogether, uh, with a real range. Some places there's only one or two um, downloads, and some places hundreds. Um, so the rest of the top 10, um, as well, along with the UK and the US, are Australia. Yay, Joe. Yeah. Uh, Canada, Ireland. Um, and Japan, New Zealand, Germany, Saudi Arabia and South Africa. And I also just particularly wanted to say hello to the people who are listening in the Isle of Man, Guernsey oh. and Jersey, who are our very close neighbours. And that's really nice. So you, yeah, you I used us. to work on the Isle of Man, Jerry. I love I love that place and I love the social workers there. They're absolutely fab. So big shout out to them. Yeah. And I was thinking about Series 6 and my the, the episode, I was going to say my favourite, but the episode that I'm most um, most 
sort of resonated with me was probably the one on religion and belief. Uh, we spent quite a bit of time talking about well, what what is belief and um, how do social workers who you know, all humans hold beliefs and they um, how how we hold our beliefs and work with people who hold other beliefs and that was really mm. fascinating because it's such an important dimension of human experience. Yeah, I don't know if I had a favourite either, Jerry, but for me, the chance to really dig into the Equality Act and think about why we had it at all and why it matters just felt really precious to me because in times of turbulence, people can people can go all sorts of different ways, can't they? And sometimes we can be thrown back into that kind of very narrow viewpoint. But the lovely thing about talking about the and thinking about the Equality Act is it kept stretching you out to to the widest place and I loved that. Um and for me, you know, whenever I hear politicians suggesting that we could do without the Equality Act or the Human Rights Act or something else um, you know, we had a chance to really think, well, what would the impact of day-to-day -day life be like for some people um, if those things weren't there and and how hard people have worked? Like you think about the rights of people with disabilities, you know, like people with disabilities have worked really, really hard to get to where they are now and there's still a long way to go. Um, and so I think there's been so many positive changes due to these due to the equality act not due to it but you know that are reflected in the equality act i thought it was so important and the other one for me really was the one about race you know and this has been part of a much longer journey i'm still on you know currently developing and teaching anti-racism workshops i find it really challenging but also a privilege um and so i just yeah i thought that every single topic we covered i i learned stuff and and, and i really loved looking at it Yes, it's um, it's interesting, isn't it? The the those laws they're there because although human beings have great potential to do to do good things and treat each other well, when we're under pressure or mm. you know, get self-centered, we just don't. And if you don't have that protection there, you can't you can't essentially set up a society that relies on people choosing to be nice all the time. No, um, and that kind of extortion to be be kind needs a little bit of behind it sometimes you know. absolutely um, it does. and that goes for governments as well so having being part of a um a legislative framework which allows people to challenge their own government is really important you know if at the moment because we're in the european court of human rights people have recourse if our own government doesn't treat us well and that's been used really successfully by people in social work um mm. where decisions have been made and actually quite often um or quite possibly because of good intentions like this person needs to be in a care home um, and it's been challenged successfully um, in Europe and and without that kind of um, check and balance without that kind of backup you know it is it, it, it does make people's rights a bit more fragile mm. um, and, and yeah we all need everybody's rights to be robust because that everyone's rights relies on everyone having rights that's absolutely right. Our freedom relies on everybody having freedom. That's exa exactly right. And also, too, the reason that those areas are in the Equality Act is because people have experienced discrimination and disadvantage as a result of having been in one of those groups, so to speak. Um, so it's not as if we're doing preventative stuff here. It's not as if this we sorted was... everything out so we don't need these laws. Yeah, anymore. that's exactly right. This is, you know, this is 
this is people's lives um, and their day-to-day experience. So it's really important. So here we are looking um, back over the last 16 months. And I thought if we started off with how the period felt kind of overall, and then we can pick up on some of the main events. So we've already mentioned some of them. Um, and then it is useful to look forward and think about what we can take from that period of time and, and what might be hopeful for the period ahead, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. How's, how did it feel to you, Joe? <laughs> yeah, it's a big question, Jerry, isn't it? Um, you know, overall, I'd have to say I'm a fairly positive person, but it felt fragile to me. That's how it felt. It felt a bit like a series of kind of take a breath, what next? Find a way to manage that and then something else, okay, take another breath, what next? So I kind of, you know, with Russia invading Ukraine, the cost of living crisis, the kind of endless political scandals and that kind of feeling that maybe there's not a good grip, um, COVID kind of ticking away in the background and climate change trying to keep itself on the agenda. For a lot of time, I felt quite weary um, and that was kind of you know, all through the start of COVID with that big shock and then be moving forward. So then there's just like righteous anger. <laughs> like I, I do think there's some things to be righteously angry about and I think that's important in social work, but it shouldn't it shouldn't wipe us out. It shouldn't give us this kind of mental block. So we need to get better at offering helpful interventions in many fields, particularly mental health and child protection. I think that the care review has landed with a bit of a whimper and we need to kind of really ensure it doesn't lead to this kind of piecemeal cynical changes. And what we want to do is try and look at a helpful, hopeful system. So I think there's lots to get busy with. Um, I got to work with Kendra Houseman from Out of the Shadows and her work on county lines and children in gangs is really inspirational. Honestly, guys, if you get a chance to see Kendra talk, it's really worth it. Um, she really pushes you to see things from a child's point of view, and I really loved working with her. And then lastly, I just want to end with the Lionesses winning the European Cup. Look, I'm not a fan of football. In Australia, they used to call it soccer when I was there, and I didn't really understand it. But seeing a group of women playing a sport that they were not even encouraged or allowed to play in the 80s to that level was just amazing. And then the energy in the stadium and on the field and the sight of those women dancing after the win, you know, and the whole stadium there dancing with them was very joyous. Yeah, it's interesting. The the experience that you've had of the 16 months it sounds like a really up and down kind of experience and I think that that is how I've tended to feel about the last 16 months as well um there's been kind of steps forward and then steps back you know, being able to go out it was only about April last year we were allowed to get a haircut yeah. in this country oh um, yeah and um so you have a bit of a, you know what feels like a step forward and then a kind of a step back um all the time it's been very up and down and I think you know, working with social workers um, you and I have done some work together with with like different local authorities the mm. that feeling of um, just real turbulence and uncertainty um, and I think that what that can lead to is a real uh, shutting down of optimism because you're kind mm. of worried that you might you know, the next thing will come along and disappoint you yeah uh, and ha holding realism and aspiration 
um, in balance is, is a real social work knack, isn't it? You, you know, it's a real yeah. skill that you have to keep aspiring, but also not be not be um, unconscious to the to the struggles. Um, mm. But we, yeah, we have to hold that kind of hope. And I think the, um, the one of the things that you talked about made me think of this idea of sort of zooming in and zooming out. So we do need to have a grasp of the big picture and zoom out and look at actually this is what's going on across the world and this is where our society plays its part in that and you know, um, looking at the environment and looking at um, you know, the, the aspiration for peace or looking at um, you know, the, the kind of society we want to build, you know, what's our part as kind of global citizens or as national players, um, you know, voters or activists or um, you know, people with a, with a kind of a stake in the big picture. Um, but also we do need to zoom in and feel like a real agent and feel like there's something we can do. Um, and, mm. and one of the really important things to, to do is, is to sustain yourself, is to have fun, actually. Mm. And I think what you're talking about, about trying to kind of rediscover, or if that sounded like rediscovering how to have fun, I think that's been a, a national and international experience as well. Yeah, we all had to find different ways of passing the time and getting through the days during the pandemic when everything mm. was shut down. Um, and we've been able to kind of rediscover ways of, of having fun and having fun socially, which has been... It's been really good, but actually I find it quite hard to start with. <laughs> to, to come yeah, out no, and have I did fun. too. I did um, too, Jerry. I think I did jigsaw puzzles to start with, just really, you know, very, very solitary things. Um, but that reconnection, and I think that I think you're right about that working at optimism, which makes it sound terrible, but you have to, you have to make make a decision to, as you say, zoom zoom in on joy as well as zoom out on, you know, you can't be, remain ignorant of the world, can you? You have to really think about what's there. And especially as a social worker, you should always be aware of all the things that are moving, all the systems that the people we're working with um, are moving around them, and we should be pushing against those systems. But by the same time, we have to help people find joy in life I think yeah, yeah absolutely think and, and so finding joy refinding joy at work as well reconnecting yeah. with colleagues um back in the office because yeah, social workers were out in the field the whole time yes. um but it was still quite solitary yes and um and I think the other thing that that you made me think about is so what I've been doing with um Clinton Farkerson who's um a, a, a activist in in the UK in England um principally who works with, with Think Local at Personal is um very um, active in the disability rights movement and equality and diversity and inclusion movement and he said you know the system that we have is designed didn't just happen it's not kind of yeah. nature had it <laughs> you know it's no. human design which means that it can be redesigned by people yes it just needs exactly. people to want to redesign it yeah. um, and to redesign it we first of all got to do that zooming out to actually look at it properly you know, not just look at it from our perspective, but actually get above it and look at how it touches everybody and then reimagine. And I think that's so important. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're jumping around a little bit here. Um, we're probably going to talk about some of the bigger things that have happened in the year. But actually, climate change, I just wanted to come back to that because mm. that's one of those zoom in, zoom out. Um, got to hold on to optimism, but recognise realism, um, you know, the reality kind of situations, isn't it? Are you so Back in November last year in 2021, we had COP26 in Glasgow, 
and it felt like there was some progress politically um, and internationally, which has yeah, transpired a little bit, but is it's so slow, desperately slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and you kind of zoom in, we've had this really extreme weather event for us in in England, principally, um, mm. but across the UK, uh, we had forty plus centigrade temperature in England, which has never ever been recorded before, um, as far as we've had records. Mm. And um, and in some ways, you kind of think, well, that's that's really that is really terrible, and it's also raised awareness in such a striking way. Because these, some of these things, these big things, the big picture things, are really abstract, aren't they? Yeah. You know, and you think, well, oh, we've got to do something about climate change. Um, but then when they, you zoom in and something happens, it's it's that hot. You know, and then people, you know, that that kind of gives you mm. a different um, a different perspective. So I think, yeah, um, I mean, whenever something bad happens, um, along with the the work to try to respond to it and prevent it happening again there is that that sliver of optimism that maybe this will help people realize mm. that some of these you know, al- what, what really matters you know and also too there are all sorts of remarkable human beings talented knowledgeable enthusiastic energetic people around the world working hard in big ways and small ways to address these issues and I think you know it is really important when we're looking for news and when we're looking to understand world events that we're also understanding what activists are doing um, and and listening to the things that they say this is how you can contribute in your daily life those types of things so there's 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 lots of opportunity out there also um, to do things both big and small about many of these events. Yeah, so some of the big things, um, I mean, COVID has been there at the forefront or in the middle mm. or at the back mm. and moving mm. around the whole time, hasn't it? Um, yeah. Winter 2021 was a bit of a low point. We had the Omicron outbreak and that you know, we kind of felt that things had been opening up. Like I said, we could go to the hairdresser in April 2021. Um, I think we were allowed to meet people inside more than six people inside kind of July time depending which nation you're in and then you're in the UK and then where you were in the world um, travel started to come back and then everything kind of froze up again in the winter mm. um, and the other people kind of who'd been <laughs> like waiting to see relatives um, for years and then not able to so it's, it was a very it was, it's been a very stressful time again and particularly if you think about the social work world um, Lots of toing and froing about essential things like can you visit people in care homes or can mm. you visit people in hospital? Um, what about yeah, we, you know, ongoing questions around and, and upset to contact arrangements and um, you know, family time? Um, it, that, that's been really, really tricky. And, and I think the other thing that has materialised as social workers predicted that it would is, is that um, massive surge in demand that comes from people not being able to access essential help and being mm. under so much pressure so you the need for social work has definitely spiked as well um and then the other big thing was the so i think social workers hanging on to what we need to take from that experience so hanging on to the real centrality of human rights which was so evident um, mm. in 
in COVID. And I think that social work has become much more um, kind of vocally a human rights profession. You know, we talk much more about that, I think, now than we did a few years ago. Mm. Um, and the other thing is hanging on to the remembrance, both of what it felt like to go through that um, and, and, and you know, why, why we're all why, why social workers are tired and why people are struggling. Um, and also the remembrance of the people who, who died during the pandemic. Um, yes. We had a social care remembrance day in England, um, for example, in um, March this year, 2022, um, thinking particularly about care workers. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's really important, isn't it, to, to, move, to move on, but also to hold on to those things that are really significant about the experience that we've had. Yeah, to take the learning from it and incorporate it into the way we work moving forward um, and also to understand social workers' role in crisis events much more um, and to do, you know, much more forward planning and thinking about that, which I think will also strengthen. And there's been, you know, an understanding the social work response around the world um, to COVID and how people did things differently or similar and and what we can take from that yeah there's there's lots of lots of things to mindfully take forward with with us into our profession as we move forward I agree yeah, um, yeah. I mean another big thing is obviously the ongoing focus around equality diversity and inclusion both in social mm. work and and gem, yeah, generally socially uh, and and as you said Joe that kind of pushback against it which it's a pattern, isn't it? It's a it's a strong historical pattern that when people push for rights, yeah, there's a, there's a reaction. Yeah, well, people feel they're going to lose something. This is a it's that real feeling, isn't it? That like if somebody gets that, then what will they have to give up? What will they have to lose? Um, and 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 that creates that anxiety. Um, and then we've had kind of you know as you say we've had this kind of um the kind of black lives matters in in 2021 and then we at the same time we had that report that came out um race um an ethnic disparities report which said institutionalism ra institutional racism was on its way out and yet you know in social work alone we hear from our BAME colleagues that actually that's just not the case um, and that there's lots and lots of issues still live and around. And so we have to be so mindful about um, the messages that are coming from, from policy as well as the lived experience of people who are, who are perhaps un underneath yeah. that. I think immigration's been the kind of real well, um, battleground for, for this, actually, and it really has exposed how prepared people are and you know we are as, as societies to recognize people as equal humans mm. um, and so on the one hand there's been this spectacularly generous response across Europe to the the largest migration in Europe um, for, since the Second World War which is the migration of people from Ukraine mm. um, fleeing the war after Russia invaded um, and they kind of really swift response particularly from the European Union to set up a protective um, protection directive which allows people to stay for three years and work and receive benefits and um, and then that's followed by uh, a similar sort of scheme in the UK a, a bit a bit different and a bit, a bit more clunky but you know, 
real a real welcome um, and across mm. communities you see that welcome um, which has been absolutely wonderful and what that is is the way that we should welcome all refugees mm. um, and all migrants and there's such a contrast that contrast them with for example the um, the announcement in the UK that by the Westminster government that they would um, well the Conservative executive that they would um, have a plan to send people to Rwanda for processing mm. um, and so yeah it's it's that kind of you, you see the potential for how we could be yes um, and it, and that there's this underlying um, inequality based on race yeah that, that, that holds us back mm. um, or based mm. on other, you know, a form of you know, different forms of oppression and discrimination um, in this case, racism. So yeah, it's a it's a real it's a real mixed picture. It is, it is. It's like the police crime sentencing and courts bill, which is now an act, um, which really impacts on both the right to protest, but also on the human rights of the Romani and traveller communities, um, and and it really is an essential threat to the fundamental their fundamental culture to the to the way that they understand their identity and um and and their the way they live their lives and i just and once again as you say these things kind of slide in and happen and and we see such generous responses in other areas and there's there is um there's a real imbalance and it's really important as social workers that we're thinking the whole time about each of those individual groups and how they're managing um, to navigate. Yeah, and this is where that this... idea that all rights are connected is so important because mm. there's an attack on a particular um, experience or identity um, that pay, you know, that's that's an attack on all of us, isn't it? That's yeah, well, undermining the idea of everyone, um, all humans, having this yeah. these innate rights. I went and visited a, a big a big house the other day. We wanted to go and look at the gardens. Me and my friend who loves to garden, and um, the house was was here in the Lake District, and it belonged to a Catholic family. Um, and so it was full of reminders of the tensions that that family have lived through because the house was since the 1300s um, when Catholicism was not okay in this country and then when it was okay and then when it wasn't. And, and the house itself has has all of those reminders in it as that family adapted to their changing rights and and place and i think that you know it's it's important for us to remember that 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 any group can find themselves outside a community it's it's not when none of us are exempt if if anyone's exempt then then we can all be exempt i think that's really important to think about yeah and to and to push back on any of those um infringements those those kind of is mm. slicing away of rights and I think mm. there's been again you know, thinking about from a heartening point of view there's been really strong activism um so for example in America um following the Supreme Court overturning yeah. Roe v Wade and this activism um across the UK around the police crime and sentencing and courts bill um there's activism around immigration and um yeah you know, all of these things that are threatening they're mm. also bringing this response of um, 
of real really positive activism that, that people can get involved in and I think it's just um, really important to hang on to the importance of that even if it doesn't bear fruit straight away mm. because um, you know, it can feel really disheartening kind of, and it is and, and there's damage done immediately um, mm. Mm. which you can't undo um, but the the resistance and the activism um, allows allows for the possibility of change um, yes yes and that's that's really that's really significant and you we see over and over that, that kind of activism having results because mm. um, you know, governments do do change um, policies do change systems do get redesigned yes yes that's right if a system I, I like that idea from from your friend you know if a system's been designed then it can be redesigned it's not it's not something that's um beyond our wit and that brings us nicely to politics i think um which has been turbulent i think it's i think it's fair to say actually um over covid and beyond and um we've had you know uh, the local elections bringing very mixed results um and you know, it's the Scot Scottish Parliament again, and and Nicola Sturgeon saying that you know, um, she they again want to look at independence. Um, you know, they're they're a big party and Welsh Labour, um, and how they're they're kind of holding holding Wales responses differently from from English responses. I think it's interesting to look at the nations and see how they've managed COVID, see how they're managing climate change, see how they're managing immigration, um, because it's not one picture in Britain. There is a, a range of political pictures, and I think it's important for us to look and learn from from all the nations. Yeah. Um, there's been our preoccupation, hasn't there, with um, Partygate and I don't know, Jerry. Sometimes I think that those kind of preoccupations perhaps turn people's eyes from different legislation and things that perhaps we need to be challenging more than um, that kind of stuff. Like, like it can preoccupy the media because it's kind of catchy. I don't. Know. Yeah, I, I have mixed feelings about this. I mean, the the scandal around. The Prime Minister and Downing Street having parties during COVID, I think it's a symptom of a much bigger problem, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it's good that ultimately there is account some accountability. Um, Definitely. Yeah, our Prime Minister has had to step down. Um, he hasn't yes. stepped down yet, but he has um, had to agree that because of ultimately... Um, continued pressure yeah. about it yeah, yeah. Um, because of the because of the because yeah, there's a consequence to the things that he, mm. he did um so i think i think you're right i think we need to not lose focus it's a bit it's, it's similar to the equality of us and inclusion um if you're campaigning for equity then um there's there, there is a, a tendency for um people in power to try to distract us from goals by making it all about a statue or making it all about a particular thing um, mm. that that is kind of a, a touch paper when actually there's more, you know, that's a symptom as well of a much mm. more fundamental mm. problem. Um, I did want to say something else about that as well, which I think is that the the onus on people with privilege to step up is also ramping up. Um, yes. And rightly. Um, so the need for activism and challenge 
I think is stronger now even than it was a year ago when we were talking mm. um, about you know, how <laughs> about the year before. Um, but that that carries with it this, this absolute need for um, people with privilege to to take much much more of a role um, and much more of a risk. Yeah. Because that's the thing, isn't it? You know, we need to be willing to give our time. We need to be willing to give our resources and our energy um, in times when society itself is very turbulent. Um, if we're protected from that turbulence, it's only superficial protection. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it, it's, yeah. And across the UK, of course, we um, we haven't mentioned Northern Ireland, um, which has also had no, an election politics, and yeah. a lot of ups and downs. Um, yes. And 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 probably is you know well is is feeling the 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 brunt of Brexit as well. Um, you know, I the, think that's right. Worries about the border. Um, yeah. And it has been it has been a, a quite a significant part of this year in the UK. You know, seeing the 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 real ripple effect of leaving the European Union. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, just for example, the summer holidays, people trying to get into France, um, that was evidently much more difficult than it was when we were part of the EU. And I think it's those mm. kind of things that um, that really uh, emphasise the, the the separation. So again, mm. the work that needs There's to be done also... to keep relationships and yeah. And, and, yeah. yeah. The real genuine difficulties, particularly in the building trade, um, around sourcing sourcing parts, it's been very interesting for, you know, lots and lots of people have stories to tell about not being able to get front doors or not being able to get windows or not being able to, you know, there, there was a whole chain um, set up, a whole supply chain set up that has been disrupted um, and that has had, you know, real live impact on, on people um, in their homes. And I think that that's been another kind of um, salutary, you know, uh, something something that needs to be overcome and that perhaps, you know, hasn't been overcome as well as it, as well as it could have, um, perhaps due to COVID, but, um, you know, but yeah. This is all the backdrop, really, to to social care and to social work, um, mm. and all of these things that we've talked about. All this turbulence um, is also kind of causing this really profound symptom now, which is the inflation and the cost of living, yeah, going up, um, whilst wages are not going up. Uh, and particularly if you look at energy, I mean, we've mentioned again the, the war in Ukraine that's having an impact on energy alongside um, the um, the pressure on prices anyway so but also alongside profiteering jerry like just like you know the energy companies have made lots of money this year yeah and And, again it's down to the system um design isn't it and how what kind of system we want because there's there's a lot of wealth in the uk there's a lot of wealth in the world Mm. Um, and i think like one of the fundamental um principles of social work is is that redistribution so mm. you, everyone has the chance to live with dignity and i think the um again that that's that's something that is really being vocalized um in the uk at the moment there's there's some real um righteous anger and um mm. real calls for 
for for the recognition that yeah you have um that people are getting completely left behind mm. Mm. and more and more people and it's are very distressing behind. for the people we work with um for older people who thought that their pensions thought that their fixed income would would see them through who are starting to realize that it won't and it can't or for you know people who haven't been able to get into work or who are in low paid work um or who have you know caring responsibilities all these all these people are being really um profoundly impacted on by you know the cost the, the cost of food rising by the cost of fuel by the cost of um heating all of these things these very practical things that we all require to thrive in our day-to-day life um which are which are becoming more and more expensive yeah, and, and social workers need to look out for that the ones stress. who are the people who are most left behind are the ones who are reliant on social security which um there's a bit of a disturbing rhetoric coming in about that being sort of um, i don't like the word benefits anyway but you know being almost kind of considered as handouts or like you know, yeah something you should be grateful for rather than an essential safety net that's been designed mm. in so that we all get to live well so that we can all um so that everyone in society benefits from everyone in society being okay um, yes and, and that's social security that's not that's not anything you know there's no, there's no other name that that conveys that um, mm. but the idea that social security doesn't make you secure is really worrying for social workers um yes it's something we need to act on because that's that's fundamental to us being able to do social work um, is that people have enough money Mm. Um, and you don't want to go back to a place where we had the deserving and the undeserving poor you know um and that they but that but you know if you think about victorian victorian england there was real language around that you know that language hasn't um, ever really gone away um but it's 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 ebbed and flowed i mean there was a really again thinking about redesign in the 90s and early late 90s early 2000s there was a redesign to to ensure that children weren't living in poverty and look you know, thousands and thousands of children were lifted out of poli- out of poverty mm. by changing mm. policies so it mm. is absolutely doable um, mm. and we, yeah we have a lot of policies at the moment um going on uh i mean across the uk different nations mm. have different social care and social work um policies because it's devolved um there's been a review of children's services you mentioned a care review in england um safeguarding review in England as well because um, the government asked um, for an independent look at child protection following two um, two children being murdered in separate incidents by family. Um, Scotland's looking at a national care service potentially. Um, there's a lot of work around integration in England. Um, there's, there's different developments happening. Um, fundamentally, I think social workers are always saying all of these things rely on resourcing <laughs> and they and yeah. they re- and they don't work well when people are living in poverty no yeah the systems around have to allow the interventions to work i agree i'm thinking jerry as we're going through all of this 16 months um what what a huge time it has been and and as i'm thinking of all the different things we're just we're lightly touching on things aren't we um it's it's just been a really huge time. Um, yeah, one of the things that has been most impressive to me is social work carrying on through this. Yes. Um, I mean, that 
that's a reflection of the of how amazing humans are because people have carried on through this and particularly mm. those people who are struggling the most you know, that's one of the, the privileges of social work is that you see the power of the human spirit for people to pick themselves up day after day um, but social workers have been alongside people in that and kept going um, and like you say with the professional support service been supporting each other mm. um, which is really heartening um, actually um, you know, we need to find ways to, to enable social work to be more sustainable, uh, which does, I think, fundamentally rely on. It's not about people knowing. I don't think the most important things are people knowing how to do social work better or social workers being better at social work. It's about social work being more possible. Mm. In in yeah, that's right. The systems around social work being made more hu- more fit for humans. That's one of the things that I think we've really, when we're thinking about system redesign, um, we really need to be thinking of redesigning the system so that they don't serve money or so that they don't serve any any of these kind of other structures but that they serve humans because human serving systems are going to be systems where social workers thrive but also where where the humans they're working with thrive um yeah. and just for you joe i did have a little look at good news stories thank you i found this website <laughs> called good 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 which was actually really heartening um it's just a couple of things so the global vaccination program against covid delivered its one billionth vaccine in January 2022, yeah. which is amazing. Amazing, amazing um, stuff. It looks like scientists might have cured HIV in a woman for the first time. Fantastic. Um, we've got approval for the largest floating wind farm um, to be built off the coast of the United Kingdom. Um, renewable energy um, kind of capacity is being accelerated across Europe. So a lot of that is actually the impetus of, of the Russian invasion to move mm. away from the use of Russian oil. Um, and Katanji Brown Jackson made history as the first black woman ever to sit on the US Supreme Court. And you already mentioned about England women's football team winning the team Euros for those of you in the US, winning the yeah. Euros, <laughs> which is the European football competition. Um, yeah, so there's, yeah, hanging on to those things. And the other thing that was actually really, really positive was the World Social Work Day. It's always a highlight for me um, of the year. Mm. And this March 2022. We had this theme of co-building a new eco-social world, yes. which is not catchy, but the the strapline is leaving no one behind. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. And and yeah, that you know, as we've talked about, that really is for social work, and I think for society and for the world is is not leaving people behind because it's that equity that enables um, positive change. You know, people mm. finding solutions to things. Um, yeah, we, we really need all human potential to to, yeah. to tackle the challenges that we've got at the moment. And, um, and and that will come when we stop dividing ourselves into different things. I, I really like here. I mean, I, I would still love to see us having a government of talent where it where people of all persuasions were able to come and work together consensually, f- f- you know, for the for the good of um for the good of all of us in in these um in these times because it seems to me we spend a lot of time emphasizing why we're different and not enough time thinking about and that's one of the lovely things in social work isn't it is that as a social worker you're given permission to look for the humanity and the commonality and the resource and and the spirit 
and the and the and the sameness as well as the uniqueness of each person and that's one of the things that really attracts me to social work is yeah. is that you can do that i think for us in the year ahead you know there's scope to take action where we can either in individual social work practice wherever you are in social mm. work or as a group we can influence um and we can also keep looking after each other and keep working with people with lived experience and a really good example of that of really positive hopeful action is that the gypsy roma traveler uh, social work association which is social workers with lived experience um, working with the association of social workers in the uk have launched a good practice guide on understanding the welfare impact of the police crime sentencing and courts act 2022 so this law that's come in that restricts the way of life of Romanian mm. traveller people and communities. Um, this this guide is about um, about tackling it in practice. Mm. You know, um, if it you know, if and when it's used, how do you respond as a social worker with your social work values? Um, and that's a really positive message that. Um, we keep challenging the context, but also the way that we work within that context can be humane. Um, we mm. can really strive to make that humane um, and, and, and find um, practical ways of, so you find practical ways of acting, you work with people, you find um, ways to do wider activism and to, and, and to build influence. Um, yeah, there's, there's, always, there's always some agency Definitely. And that agency can be, as you say, by doing things like trying to um, keep influencing and challenging the change so that we keep the Human Rights Act. Um, and or it can be really, you know, an individual thing where we say I'm going to be a volunteer coach with the PSS or I'm going to use the PSS to keep myself well. Um, or it can be that kind of connecting with someone and helping amplify their voice and helping them move more towards the type of life that they want to be living. Um, so we, we, we have opportunities as social workers to do things both as part of a group and also to influence things individually. And I do think that that's one of the real privileges of social work to me is the opportunity that we get to use things like use the legislation, use the acts, use the, the societal tools around us and lever them for an individual or with an individual or for a group, but also that encounter we get to have with an individual to sit alongside them and to help them think about where they want to go and what levers they want moved for them or with them. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a really um, – it makes it a really good job. So I think, you know, the end of the thing is this. We really want to remain hopeful, don't we? Social work needs to remain hopeful, and we need to recognise that turbulence passes as well. You know, like if you're swimming in the sea and everything's really rough, after a while you'll find a calm patch, you'll find somewhere where you can catch your breath again. Um, and I'd really like to think that we'll build something good out of this time, that we'll hold some of the learning from COVID, from Brexit, from um, Black Lives Matters, from all of those things. We'll take them forward because adversity is often when humans do their best work. So, so we'll see where we, um, where we get to for the, for the next review, which will be March 
2023, uh, when we'll be looking at less than a year, really, um, because we're starting this series so late, the next series so late. Um, but it's been really, it is good to look back. And it helps you to look, mm-hmm. it helps with your looking forward, definitely. And I've got um, two little quotes here just for people uh, to to think about um, what, looking at what is hopeful. And there's this lovely one from by Mary Oliver, and it says, instructions for living a life. Pay attention. Be astonished. And tell about it. So, you know, I, I kind of stop mid-lake when I'm swimming and I just look around me and I think, what an astonishing thing to be here in the middle of all this water surrounded by these hills. It's wonderful. And then the other's by Bryn Brown, and it says, to practice courage, compassion, and connection is to look at life and the people around us and say, I'm all in. And I do think that's kind of, uh, it makes me think about being a social worker, that quote. You can't be a bit of a social worker. It's an all-in profession. And, and that takes courage and connection.